0: If that was only for my benefit, it was worth it. So, hopefully, you guys enjoy that. Uh, as you can probably see, the the bromance goes deep with Aaron and I. Um, but uh, we we like to have fun around here at Trace. Matter of fact, I, I think sometimes um, maybe it's because of our own experiences or some of the things that we've been taught. We have this we have this picture or this image of God, and he's he's some big meanie sitting on a throne in heaven, like. But putting down rules and shaking his head at us because he's so disappointed, you know? And, and, and no doubt, I'm sure that he's sh- shaking his head uh, on your behalf on occasion, right? Just like, I can't believe he's doing this. But, but, but I think sometimes God just sits up and he just chuckles, just as one of those big dad-grandpa grins where he's just like, man, I love that kid, you know? And, and I, I think sometimes we miss this because, because like, where do we get humor in the first place? Where, where do we get the sense of creativity and beauty? Like, it comes from God. And that's the kind of people we want to be. We want to be people who, like, imitate who God is and everything. And so we, we, like, to have, we like to have fun here at Trace. Uh, now, as much as we like to have fun, we're we also a little bit competitive. And so this is a lip-sync battle. It's so, like, I need to know who won that battle. All right, How many of you all think Aaron won the battle? Okay, how many of you think that I won the battle? That's awesome. Tyler, make sure that he gets that message, okay? So Aaron, unfortunately, is homesick today, and so uh, uh, we'll keep him in our minds this morning, but we need to make sure that he knows when he comes back next week that I won that battle, okay? Uh, Anyway, so glad that you guys are here with us today. We are in a series called Lip Sync Battle. Uh, We actually threw up a Facebook video this past week of our carpool lip sync thing. How many of you guys caught that? Some of you guys catch that? Uh, So we did this carpool lip sync thing and and, uh, somebody on, on Facebook comments and they said, what does this have to do with Jesus? And uh, I paused and thought about that for a minute. It's like, that's, that's hilarious. I, I love the, uh, the question. It's a great question. Uh, because like, what does like having fun and, you know, lip sync stuff have to do with Jesus? Now, here's a couple things that, that you need to know, all right? First of all, um, as a church, as a people, everything we do, everything we do begins and ends with Jesus. Uh, many of us are up here in Colorado today uh, because uh, we followed Jesus here to be able to be a part of this. Uh, we, we've opened up a church because we want people to know about Jesus. We, we work hard in, a day in, day out, week in, week out, doing what we do because we want to make Jesus famous with everybody that we come in touch with. We, we want to leave a trace of God's love that Jesus has marked on us with everybody that we come in contact with. That is our mission. But here's the deal. I, I, I believe and we believe as a church that um, we, we've gotten this wrong a lot in the Christian world Um. We, we've we've used conventional methods to be able to kind of get people's attention. And, and in large part, statistics show that that's just not working. Um, and there are a lot of great churches around here. But, but as a church, we think that sometimes we need to do unconventional things in order to be able to grab people's attention so that we can point them to Jesus. And, and so we do things like... you know, clever series called Lip Sync Battle, and and, and we're going to have a lot of fun with this series, but we're going to do it for the purpose of being able to help people see Jesus, maybe in a different light. And so the response that we gave back to this gal on Facebook who asked, like, what does this have to do with Jesus? Uh, The the response is everything. You see, oftentimes what happens is uh, we speak things with our mouth that we don't implement in our lives. And so um, if we're going to represent Jesus well, we, we, can't, we can't honor him with our lips and then deny him with our lives. We, we need to make sure that what we're saying is actually syncing up with the things that we are doing, the things that people see, because whether you know it or not, people are watching. People are watching. they got their eyes on you, especially if you are bold in your faith, if you have proclaimed yourself as a follower of Jesus, if people know that you follow Jesus... They've got special eyes for you because they want to see, are you any different? Are you any different than me? Do you live your life? Does your marriage look any different? Do do the way that you parent your kids, do you look any different than the rest of society when it comes to your faith? And truth be told, oftentimes we say things with our lips that we don't imitate with our lives. And so that's what this whole series is about. We're going to take a couple different angles uh, ...at this um, uh, over the next couple weeks as we do it. Again, we'll have some fun with some some videos, maybe even a live stage performance. How many of you guys would like to see that, huh? Yeah, I'm a little bit scared about that myself, but we're going to have some fun with that. Okay, but here's the deal, okay? When when you say things, but then you do something opposite of those things, what does that make you? A hypocrite, right? A hypocrite. Uh, we We've heard that word a lot. It's spoken of in Scripture... Uh, honestly, I think it's one of the things that's probably been the biggest turnoff uh, for the world around us. Even people that would say that they follow Jesus, like they, they're turned off by the church because it's full of hypocrites, okay? What we like to say is, you know what? We got space for one more. Come and join us, all right? Um, but, but here's the deal. Um, we don't desire to be hypocritical, uh, but it happens all the time. And, and when, when we're like that, when we speak things from our mouth that are either untrue or we just don't match them up with our lies, then it, then it causes people to go, you know what, I'm not sure if they really are about what they say they're about. Now, I'm gonna take it one step further, okay? Um, I think you could say the word hypocrite. We don't like it, okay? But, but you understand that it's kind of a, uh, it's an essence, like w- w- everybody is hypocritical to some extent, but, but catch this. When you say something and you don't do it, it makes you a liar. It makes you a liar. And I don't think any of us would want to have that, that, that term on us. Like, and you don't want to be known as a liar, but for other people that see what you say and you do something different, it causes you to actually be untruthful. And here at Trace, we want to be full of truth and full of grace. And so we've got to get this thing right. So this morning, what we're going to do Is uh, we're going to have a little bit of interaction, some time for us to actually process through this. Because here's what I want you guys to get, all right? A a bias for action will help you from being hypocritical, all right? When when you actually um, do the things that you say that you're going to do, it keeps you from being a liar. And and so here's a a verse I want to share with you, and we're going to build off of this verse. I'm going to talk to you about four different things that we say. but often we don't do, we don't follow up with, okay? And you're going to be guilty of some of them. Maybe not all of them, but we're going to deal with some of these things today. So here's the one thing, here's our verse for this morning. It comes from Deuteronomy. and It says this, whatever your lips utter, you must be sure to do. Plain and simple. Whatever your lips utter, you must be sure to do. Because people are watching your life. They hear what you say, and they're wanting to see, does your life sync up with what You are speaking, and so here, here are four things we're going to kind of systematically go through a little bit. I'm going to need y'all's help. All right, I know it's early, I I know it's cold. Some of you guys are sick. I get it, but but walk with me through this because you're going to get more out of it if you follow along with me here. And so I'm actually gonna I'm going to skip down um, if that's okay, Mark, to to uh, to let me uh, let me know if you need anything. All right, so all of us are guilty of this to some extent, okay? Um, but what happens is, is oftentimes we'll use this phrase, let me know if you need anything, when we hear of somebody going through a hard time. Uh, or, or maybe maybe something's going on in their life. Maybe they're going through a move or, or something like that. And what we say with our lips is, hey, let me know if you need anything. But what we actually mean is, please don't call me because I'm not going to be available if you ask, all right? Uh, any, anybody here like, guilty of that? Anybody? I'm the only one. Okay, good to know. All right. So here's the deal. What happens is often we know the words to say Um, because it, it sounds good, it makes us look good, but are we sure that we are ready in our hearts to actually follow through with those actions? Uh, now, I, I've had some recent interaction with this particular thing because my family just moved uh, from a house like, like literally yesterday. The we, we, first night we slept in our house was last night. Um, by the way, the heat went out in our new house last night. It was kind of a chaos and chaotic thing, okay? But, but through this whole process, we've been kind of like a month of moving in. And I feel so bad because, like, I keep asking all my friends. It's like, hey, can you come over and help with this? Can you help with this? It's a little bit older, house, a lot of stuff to do. I don't know half the things I'm supposed to get done, um, and, but I'm figuring it out. And so over the last month, I just, you know, I've been asking, and people have made themselves available. And, and so um, th- th- there's, there's two types of people, all right? People who say, hey, let me know you need help, and then people who actually show up, okay? And we know the kind of people that we are. We, we know how that works. Now, here's the deal. Um, yesterday was completely chaotic for us, but we had uh, we had a ton of people show up to help uh, a lot of a lot of you guys that are sitting in here right now uh, showed up at our door and helped us move in uh, you know stuff to the to the, to the trailer and move it over to the house and, and for, the, for those of you guys don 't know like part of our family story is that my my wife struggles with anxiety and, and depression and some, uh, some mental illness and things like this these transitions man they are they, they, they are killers for our family, and it makes it really, really difficult. And so for those of you all who extended this, let me know if you need anything. And followed through on that, man, it means the world to me. It means the world to our family. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's, there's uh, one guy, and there's several people, but there's one guy in particular, um, and, and his, his name is Denny. Uh, and and he's, uh, he's not a spring chicken, all right? But uh, he, he, he worked like uh, 12-hour days at a car lot. And he literally said, hey Corey, let me know if you need anything this week. And so a couple weeks back I said, dude, I I know you're working a lot, but if you're able to come over, uh, 8.30 to 12 o'clock I'll be at my house if you want to come out, p.m., right? And so after work, like every day that week, he made himself available to show up and help me paint the house and get this stuff done. And and like he was outworking me after putting in 12-hour days. Last night, last night in the midst of all this chaos and trying to get settled in and stuff, uh, there was another gal from the church. And she didn't give us an option. She said, hey, I'm, I'm bringing you food on Saturday night. What, what do you want? What do you want to eat? And it was such a blessing. It was such a benefit to us because she was moved to action and it became a benefit to us. Like Christ showed up through her and she, and she supplied for, for our needs. Now here's the deal. A lot of us have really good intentions. We have good intentions. But unless you're intentional about those things, then it, then it doesn't have an opportunity to actually show Christ's love. And so, and so this is what I would tell you, is if you're the, if you're the kind of person who would think that statement, let me know it, what I can do to help, let me know if you need anything. Uh, this is what I would say, have a bias for action. Don't wait for them to actually respond, proactively think through a need that can be met, and, and then don't give them an option. Hey, I'm showing up Saturday night to bring you food, what do you want? hey, I'm coming over tonight, let me know what I can do to help. Now, so here's what I want us to do, okay? Um, If we're going to be people of honesty and integrity and not hypocritical and not liars, okay? Um, We want our lives to sync up with our lips. What we need to do is we need to start thinking of others. We need to help people see people. That's one of our, our values here that we talk a lot about. And so everybody that's in here right now has somebody, somebody in their world who needs help. In some way, maybe, maybe they're moving like, like we, we were, and we had people step up to help. Uh, maybe something's going on. Maybe there's some medical issues. Maybe some financial issues. Um, maybe, maybe it's just a neighbor down the street needs help with some, some, uh, some leaves. What I want you guys to do right now is we're going to take just a couple minutes. I want you to process and think through who that is that you need to help. And, and literally, I want you to take your phone out, uh, and, and maybe you're a planner. You put it on your list. Uh, maybe, maybe you send a text out to that person right now and let them know, okay? So music's going to come on. We're literally going to take two minutes. We're going to be people of action. Think about somebody in your life right now who needs your helping hand. To take a biased action. Music, Please. Let's be people of action, okay? Don't give them an option uh, to, to neglect your help. And in doing so, what's gonna happen is, is you're gonna be able to, to bring the love of Christ to them. And that, that small little minute thing, it's gonna make a difference in our life. All right, second thing, uh, things we say, but don't actually do. Okay, I just told you guys we, we moved into a new house, okay? That, what that means is we got a bunch of new neighbors. And, uh, and I don't know if you've ever been in one of these situations, but you meet somebody new um, or you rekindle a relationship and the phrase that oftentimes comes out is like, hey, we, we should get together sometime, you know? Uh, we, we should do dinner. Now, if you're being honest, like, how often does that materialize in your life, right? We say it because, like, it, first of all, you, like, you have to mean it. Like, you actually want to hang out with them. Sometimes it's just a way for you to, like, end the conversation <laughs> and, like, never talk to them again, right? But, but, uh, but sometimes it's like, okay, I, we really, like, we need to get together sometime. Let's grab some dinner. But because of life circumstances and, and busy calendars and, and, and maybe you don't have contact information or whatever, like, that thing that you desire to do doesn't actually end up happening. You don't end up showing up and, and grabbing a meal together. And because of that, um, because you don't live interruptible lives, you don't plan that, you don't schedule that, then you miss out on an incredible opportunity. You see, I, I, I'm a true believer that like, life transformation and real relationship happens best over like a meal. It's table fellowship. It's, it's this concept of being able to sit down and like be yourself. And what happens is, if we don't have an opportunity to do that, we don't make time, we don't force ourselves to do these things, we miss out on those opportunities. And, and we speak something with our lips, but it doesn't line up with our lives, and we miss out on an opportunity. It's not a bad thing, but we just miss out on a good thing. And so what we're going to do right now is... Uh, we're going to pause again, all right? We're, this is, this is a, a, a gathering of action. We're going to pause again. I want you to think of somebody in, in your life right now. It could be a family member um, that you haven't got to sit down with for a little while. Uh, it, it could be a, a, a neighbor that you have that you're like, man, I just, I can't remember your name. Or I've, I've said this like five different times, but like we're actually going to do this. We're going to sit down. We're going to barbecue. We're going to get together. We're going to hang out. Okay? It could... It could be somebody actually here in the church, maybe you've met them just recently and, and you've, you've made that invitation, and, and maybe it's like, today, right after service, we're going to go grab some food, alright, let's go do that. So what I want you to do right now is I want you to think of that person, and if you've got their number in your phone, maybe they're in the room, feel free to get up and like, hey, can I exchange information with you? Let's go out and do dinner, let's do some lunch, let's grab some coffee, let's make this thing happen, okay? Let's, let's have a biased reaction. So. Music on, we're going to take just a couple minutes, think about that. Get your calendars out, schedule an appointment, and invite somebody over to your home. If you've got a spouse, make sure you talk to them first, okay? So they don't get mad at you for scheduling something. Go. Go. guys thought you are going to show up to church and like listen to somebody talk. I'm actually making you all do stuff. This is awesome. This is good. Okay, uh, let's put that one aside. We're, we're going to get to some stuff that's a little bit tougher, okay? Let's be people of action so that we, we don't become hypocritical. Let our lives match up with what our lips say. Okay, there's a phrase that we say and that we're taught from a young age. Um, sometimes Sometimes we mean it, sometimes we don't, sometimes we actually neglect to say it. In my, my wife's home growing up, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of apology that, that happened. Matter of fact, like, I, I, I don't remember for the first part of our marriage um, hearing anything from their family in terms of an apology. And even if there was an I'm sorry that came about, here's the phrase um, that oftentimes was not uttered that we need to talk about. And we really need to evaluate whether or not our lips actually sync up with our lives in this regard. It's these three words. I forgive you. I forgive you. And and I remember early on in our marriage, like this was a, this is a big battle. This was a, an ongoing conversation. See, as, as, a, as a marriage, what we have is an opportunity to actually better each other. We're able to teach each other and encourage each other in areas. We're actually able to help each other become more Christ-like. That's what we do. And in this particular situation, this was an area that my wife just didn't, like, she didn't comprehend. It was so hard for her to actually say, I forgive you. Like, I literally had to make her say this, like, hey, I'm sorry. And she would kind of allow it to kind of roll off or whatever. It's like, no, I need to hear these words from you. I need to hear them from you. I forgive you. Recently, I just had an interaction with this myself. um, Because I'm probably too quick to say those words without actually meaning them in my heart. Now, you might not be where I'm at in this, but um, there was a season where we had a lot of difficulty going on in our marriage. And i constantly, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you, it's okay. But what was happening was inside of my heart, I was saying these words, but I was holding on to bitterness. And that bitterness builds up. And that bitterness grabs hold of your heart, and it affects the way that you see other people, and it affects your emotions. And we were at a family camp this past summer, and, uh, and they, they had an honest conversation with us around the campfire. And um, they, they gave us an opportunity... To let go of bitterness and forgive somebody. And they they, they like signified this by, by grabbing a stick. Uh, and that stick represented whatever bitterness, whatever unforgiveness that you had in your heart. And, and letting it go into a fire and allowing it to be burned up. And, and in this moment, I, I had to come to this realization. Even though I had said these words, I didn't really mean them. I was holding on to that in my heart. And so I, I had to take... I took a big stick, alright? took a big stick, and I broke that stick, and I threw it in the fire. And at that moment, I was actually able to forgive and let go of that bitterness. Guys, these are words that we oftentimes say quickly, but we don't stop to evaluate in the heart. We don't allow it to actually take root, and therefore, it still, still holds us captive. And there are people in your life that have hurt you. There are people in your life that have done incredible damage. I know. I, I've talked with many of you. I've had conversations with you. We we know the things that go on behind closed doors. And the hurts that people cause. But holding on to unforgiveness. To be bitter. is, is like It's like drinking a poison. That you intended for somebody else. And, and so today what I want us to do is. I want to deal with this. I want us to deal with this. Don't just say the words I forgive you. Say them and mean them in your heart. And so right now, I want you to take just a moment. If there's somebody in your life, think through this. There's somebody in your life that you have either not said those words to, and it doesn't matter if they've actually apologized. It doesn't matter if they have communicated to you that they're sorry for them. They might not even know what they have done to you. But if there's somebody in your life that you've not said these words to, I I want you to do that right now. And if there's somebody in your life that you've actually said these words to, but you haven't allowed God to actually heal that hurt and let go of that bitterness, right now is the time. And so, again, you've got your phone, you've got a piece of paper, you've got to, you know, text that person, write it down, let it go. Um, and, and here in a minute, you'll actually have an opportunity. We've got some prayer stations back here. You can put it on those cards and put it in. Just let it go. So take a couple minutes. I forgive you. Let that be a truth statement. Go ahead and do that right now. whatever your lips utter you must be sure to do last one guys last one here we go okay um i this is the one that i'm probably most guilty of and again understand when we say things with our lips and we don't do them it makes us a liar okay it makes us a liar regardless of the intentions that you have Uh, when we don't have a bias for action we end up missing out on opportunity to actually show the love of christ so here it is ready Uh, this is one that as church people we are so guilty of you ready for this Or the phrase is this, I'll pray for you. You hear somebody going through something difficult. You know something going on in their life. Somebody shares something with you. The phrase that we oftentimes speak is this, I will pray for you. Now, uh, think about this. Be honest with yourself. How often have you said that and not actually done that? I I, I know. I know I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this. But um, imagine, imagine if we had a culture here that that didn't hesitate to pray, that, that didn't wait until they went home, that, that didn't didn't spend a week or two before they're like, oh yeah, I totally forgot to even pray about that. Imagine if we had a culture where in the lobby you just, you see people with a hand on the shoulder and like in that moment just praying for other people. I, I was telling you that, you know, in a marriage you have an opportunity to kind of better each other. My, my wife has taught me a lot about this. She is one of those people who, if she hears of something going on in your life, she's going to pray with you and for you in that moment, right then and there. As a matter of fact, we have this like group text kind of thing going on between some of our staff and encouragement stuff. And when she hears of something going on, where a lot of us were like, "Hey, I'll pray for you," and we might do it, like she actually writes out her prayer and sends it right in the midst of that, and it's such an encouragement to other people. I, I had a I had a boss uh, that I worked for previously to this church. And, and one of the things that I saw in his life is he, he, would, he would continually, every time we'd have a meeting, any time he would talk to me, even now, even to this day as he supports me, he would ask, "Hey, what's, what's the biggest thing I can be praying for you right now? And I'll share that with you. And in that moment, right then and there, he'll stop and pause. No matter whatever's going on, let me pray with you about that. Let me pray with you about it. And I love that. Even this morning. Even this morning, I was, I was sitting back here at the back table and uh, there's some circumstances going around this particular message today and, and, uh, and a friend of mine, Mike, he comes up and he says, hey, I, I hear this is, this is a little bit difficult for you today. He's like, can I pray for you right now? And he put his hand on my shoulder and he just prayed with me. Guys, that is a bias for action. There's no delay. There's no opportunity for us to be hypocritical in those moments. And those prayers can mean more to somebody than what you can ever think or imagine. I know because when I do it with other people, I see the expression on their face. And so what we're going to do right now, how, how many of you guys need prayer? You're heathens if you don't know, I'm just joking, no, okay. Uh, so here's the deal, I, all of us need prayer for stuff, Okay, but certain, certain uh, like of us that are in here right now, we've got things going on in our life. We've got a financial crisis, we've got a job change, we've got challenges with our kids, we've got difficulties in our marriage, we just found out about an illness that we have to carry. We just moved in. You guys, there are uh, there are a thousand different things, a million different things, that go on in our lives that, that God already knows about, but He gives us the privilege of bearing each other's burdens in that regard. And so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to be bold, okay? I'm not going to ask that you share your request, um, but I, I'm just, I'm just going to ask you to do this. If you are somebody who has a request today, who needs something to be prayed for in your life, I want you to raise your hand right now. I want you to raise your hand. Okay. Now, for those of you that have your hands up, okay, don't feel like you have to share any details to this. that, That is completely up to you. But the people that are around you right now, and this might be completely new to some of you guys, like, I don't understand prayer, I don't understand church, don't worry about it, okay? This is an opportunity for us to speak to God on somebody else's behalf, that's all this is. And what I want you to do is, uh, I want you to turn to that person, ask them their name if they don't know, if they would like to share with you what's going on in their circumstances in their life, they can do that, otherwise, one person in that group, I want you to just just put a hand on them, on their head, on their shoulder, appropriate hand touching, okay? Uh, But... But do that right now with the people around you. Hands raised if you're one of those people that raised your hands, okay? Those that are around you, I want you just to get around them and I want you to pray with them right here, right now. Hand raised, hand raised if you need prayer because if you don't have somebody, I'll come and pray with you. Go ahead and do that. You got about a minute and a half. not finished praying, keep praying. That conversation with God is much more important than my voice. Guys, th- this is the opportunity that we have. And if if we're honest, um, oftentimes as a uh, as a church, uh, what we do is we create opportunities for you to come and be impotent. Okay, you, you know what I mean by that? It, it, you, you get to come, you show up, you make that effort, but you You sit here in a chair, and you hear a message, and then you get to debate whether or not you're going to do something about that when you leave from here. Let us not be a church like that. Let us be a church that has a bias for action, who steps in to help when somebody needs a helping hand, who, who makes their homes inviting and creates a place of hospitality to be that initiator of connection, to be people who forgive readily and fully, and to be, be people who take other people to God in prayer in that moment, right there and then. Guys, let our lips sync up with our lives so that Jesus can be praised and glorified. So whatever it is that you speak with your lips, make sure that you do. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to enter into a, a time of response here in just a moment. And a time of response is, again, uh, we, we want to continue to build this in to our culture. Every week that you come in, you have an opportunity to respond to the things that you're hearing. And, w- and we did that in the message today, but, but after this, like, what goes on with that? And so we, we've got some things that are available for you. We've got these prayer stations that are lit up in the back. and give you an opportunity to, to just either confess something, or to get something off your chest, or to offer a praise, or, or what some of these things you all have mentioned right now. Let us pray alongside of you with those things. Just take those and drop them in the, in the box. In addition to that, we also have some stations that are set up for communion. This is an opportunity for us to respond to what Jesus has done. His death, burial, and resurrection it sets us free to be able to actually be people of action and to represent who He is. And so we've got those things up in the front and the back. And so what's going to happen is we're going to have an opportunity. The band's going to come back up. We're going to sing another song. And, and, and in that time, feel free to respond. Feel free to respond in the ways that God has caused you to. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for, we thank you that you're good. We thank you for your sense of humor. We thank you that you've made us in your image. We thank you that you have chosen to put us into action. It still baffles me, Lord, that you choose to to use us to fulfill your purpose. And that's not like a, a secondary deal. Like, that's your primary plan. We are plan A. But, but that doesn't happen if, if we don't actually hear from you and do the things that you're asking us to do. That doesn't happen unless we live interruptible lives. unless we see outside of ourselves. Lord, allow us to do business in our own hearts. Don't let us say things that we don't plan on doing. Father, that, don't let us be a liar. Help us not to be hypocritical, even with good intentions. Father, we oftentimes forget to do things or don't make time to do things and lord we know that this church will not grow your kingdom will not prevail if we don't do the things that you called us to do we know that you're in control but you're choosing to use us and so father help us to be people of action and in doing so that people would look and see us and they go man i want what you got because i want to be like Denny. i want to i want to be like mike I want to be like my wife and my previous boss. Lord, I want to be a man of action so that I can represent you well. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.